And welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. Today we're talking about the starry-eyed songstress Seraphine, who was released October 29th, 2020. So recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although feels, it, it feels more recent than it is, honestly. I was going to say it feels so long ago, because I was remembering, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was remembering how pissed off everyone was when she came out. And I was like, I yeah, it feels like that was ages ago. But, uh, you can tell exactly when she came out when you read the comic um, about her for the KDA one, because everyone in the KDA comic is masked up. Oh, <laughs> interesting. She works he at a coffee shop and everyone's masked. You <laughs> didn't have to incorporate COVID in the KDA world. Like, I was okay. You gotta, because KDA not- world is our world. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not COVID, but it's some other alternate universe terrible thing that happened. <laughs> Remember, KDA performed at the League of Legends World Championship, meaning canonically, KDA is our world, and Ari and Evelyn live in our world. IRL. Yeah, tales and, yeah. yeah. It's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Seraphine. What does she, she got on like? the universe page? Oh, she's a bio and a short story is all that's linked. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot of canon lore. No. She's, again, part of the some of the big AUs, KDA, uh, Star Guardian. That's John it, really. didn't read the Star Guardian again, right? I did, honestly. John, you, don't stop doing this to yourself. <laughs> just, I had to pay attention to the Seraphine-specific stuff you're gonna ha- like By the end of this, you're going to have it memorized. You're going to be able to recite. I'm surprised recite. you don't already. You said his name, like you came downstairs at 3 a.m. and you found him like in his underwear, like hunched over <laughs> reading the Star Guardian. Like, John, we talked about this. Come on. John, stop it. <laughs> Close no, st- the Star Guardian lore. Just close it. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Um, but she also, another thing I went through for her was that she also had like a ton of social media presence. So I had to go through all that. Yeah, her release was weird. If anyone wasn't yeah. around during that, it was um, really advertised is how I would describe it. And I think it's a huge reason why a lot of people weren't a fan of Seraphine, where it, she feels more like a money grab than anything else. Like, a lot of champions, their skin releases, when they push them, you're like, all right, you're trying to make money. We get it. But Seraphine was like a champion release that felt like. Well, see, that's the weird thing. Everything for Seraphine was for the KDA skin. Yeah. Every you didn't yeah. even get to see her base yeah. skin until after the KDA that's skin true. was released. Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> and I, th- I think you're absolutely right that that's like there are two big things I think that drove so much of the anger around Seraphine, and that's the first big one is that's what they led with was like she came out with an ultimate skin, right? Like that was on like like yeah. released with one, right? And it felt so I don't know, crass maybe might be a word yeah. I would use on yeah. Rise part. Like they can yeah, they can advertise they can try and sell me a skin I get it you know like it's it's fine but it, to 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 come forward with that being like this is what we're leading with instead of anything to do with the 
you know, the core, like what the characters are <laughs> by default. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had I had some thoughts about it. Oh. Let's see. Let me, I, I, I think I wrote them down. I probably wrote them down somewhere, right? It was, it was hard. Like the I mean, the, notes, right? The first mm. KDA thing that came out was Pop Stars, and that crossed over beyond league i remember going on twitter i follow a lot of book people on twitter and seeing people retweet that then i'm like why is league of legends popping up in like spaces that i never see league of legends it was really strange and they definitely were playing they were riding that wave or trying to ride or maybe re-push that wave almost which i i will say love the kda stuff that got released with seraphine so much listen to it regularly i did not see the same crossover that pop stars had that it didn't have the same like excitement around it i guess from people outside of league but i don't i don't i don't know it was weird so just to give a bit of context to on on the type of social media presence he had so in 2020 a bunch of social media accounts were that were run by riot tried to create this kind of fictional online persona to promote the kda skin um, and its lore and all that stuff to be fair, the social media stuff they put up was, there was a ton of work put into it. So they had, basically they were posting as if they were Seraphine. Seraphine was a real person, and she was just actually invited by KDA to join them. It starts with her as kind of just writing music on her own. She's got her own SoundCloud, in case you're curious, where she has posted covers that she's done. And then she gets discovered at some point along the way, and then she gets invited. And the entire... So the first Twitter post was June 26, 2020. The final one was November 7th. And she posted almost every day. And it wasn't just like shit posting either. There were like (laughs) over 100 pieces of unique artwork. She wasn't just posting Shrek memes or anything? No, she was... (laughs) Some of them were shit posts for sure, because it's Twitter and you gotta... But yeah, there was over a hundred pieces of unique artwork that they had made for her to post that that were just like selfies. But yeah. she's not a real person. They were <laughs> what? <laughs> they were art. No, she exists in our world. You said, John. You know, they it really was, missed the boat on like AI generated shit because they could have just gotten like. Oh, it would. They were like, so selfie, like, <laughs> right? Super realistic, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, it was. It, it, yeah. Um. But yeah, like they put a ton of work into it. And some of the posts were really good. You know, like you got some of the posts where she was just like, I am like other girls. Other girls are great. (laughs) (laughs) And is music even real? I mean, it's just like wiggly air, isn't it? She had ripped a big old (laughs) blunt that night. (laughs) Uh, But then she has some kind of closer to, because you kind of see her descent into imposter syndrome as she gets closer to the performance (laughs) with KDA. I love you reading this at three in the morning, just reading about like Seraphine's descent into madness. (laughs) It really. (laughs) (laughs) And she's got a post where she's like, I'm realizing I can't do this alone. Maybe I need to be the one to ask for help. So everyone, could you give me some encouraging words? I need something to believe in right now. And like, ultimately I'm torn. Like they put a lot of work into this. Like it was a lot of planning and you get to see a really realistic portrayal of imposter syndrome. Like the thing that this fake person was going through is a very (laughs) real thing that a lot of people go through every day. It seems weird for a corporation because at the end of this was Riot putting this out. This wasn't Seraphine. 
It seems weird for a corporation asking people for encouraging words to get them through a fake tough time. It just I mean, it hits weird. Yeah, that's the thing about it, right? Is it is it, what is ultimately at the core of it is not hey, don't you know, give me emotional encouragement. What is this? Engage, engage with my 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 yes. posts and my content, yes. please. Yeah, right. And yeah. um, it, it is it is weird, and I think. <laughs> What I would like to say is like pull the just always pull that camera back and just imagine one of those riot rooms where they're having <laughs> meetings about okay what is the Seraphine personality going to be like what is the the style the tone is she going to capitalize eyes and her, things like that right it's like when you start thinking about it in that way it starts to become a lot more calculating yeah. I might say almost it feels like an episode of Black Mirror a little it bit does. <laughs> it feels exactly like that. What was it like the Miley Cyrus? Episode I didn't see that one, there. but yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's hard because like, like I said, Riot is they have shit that they sell, and they're it's, you're able to advertise. I think maybe if it was a little lighter, and if the content had stayed kind of lighter and maybe a little more fun, um, yeah. I might have been less b- weirded by. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, yeah. I don't use social media that much. I have a Twitter for for the the podcast, and I don't even use that shit. So. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not. Maybe I'm not the the audience. You know what I mean? I'll say uh, to to it. It's very cringe. <laughs> it all felt. It all just feels like very cringe. Is the let me uh, use the millennial? Is it is that a millennial or cringe? Millennial. No. no. Oh my god, I'm so youthful. Now we co-opted um, cringe. We co-opted yeah. cringe. So that means it's not cool anymore. So I'm going to keep using it because that's who I am. Um, yeah, it, she has such main character syndrome, um, like with the pink hair. You just look at her. I'm trying to picture her in Piltover, and it's, I can't, I like can't imagine her like walking around Piltover with Caitlin. It, no, Caitlin looks weird in Piltover too. Um, I don't know. Just well, she look, works at a coffee shop. In imagine the comic, Seraphine. And everyone there looks normal as hell. <laughs> a few things. Imagine Seraphine walking down the streets of Zon and she runs into Urgot. They're in the same world. <laughs> I just can't. You know, we will we will get I guess we'll get into it when we talk about it. But there is a there is a, a character with Seraphine as she's designed that I think works with that. Yes. Um, and even that like even that the, the the visuals and stuff that that I think could work, but not in the way not it's not the character they've written. And that was kind of the end up the feeling I ended up with with Seraphine. I guess so they they wanted us they want us to feel one way about her, and I don't. I feel a different yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what that what is, we'll find out. I guess. But. I like how this started. We didn't even do our impressions yet. We're like, let's right. do a breakdown of why everyone hated her so badly. Yeah. And I really we, felt we bad. We jumped into the KDA scale. I know. I like like Riot did. Um, I I felt bad with how much hate. And I I don't hate Seraphine. Like this isn't going to be an episode of like full of absolute passionate hatred. I no. feel like which no. a lot of people had for her. But it is interesting to kind of sit down and try to think like. I mean, Riot, League players hate a lot of things that Riot does, I guess we'll be honest. But this one felt like everyone was almost on the same page. <laughs> Not everyone. Yeah. I, there were definitely people who liked Seraphine when she came out. Oh, but, sure. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I would be curious, like, what Riot... I want to know what Riot internally thinks of the whole thing, because I, yeah. I feel like they probably got a lot of engagement, and they probably sold a lot of fucking skins. It's true. So. true. To date, I think the champion spotlight is the most disliked for any champion with 138,000 dislikes. Um, But it's also still the third most liked spotlight, too. Interesting. (laughs) Behind Set and Yasuo. I remember when I saw or heard her abilities and everything and saw some stuff, I was like, this does just kind of feel like Sona, but 
like more powerful and i i played seraphine quite a bit now i really like playing seraphine and i really like playing sona totally different place (laughs) like if you play them it is not remotely the same yeah but initially when she came out that is kind of how it felt like oh you're kind of just ripping off sona man (laughs) and you don't do anything with get your own thing you know right well i mean that's a seraphine's kind of like a perfect storm of like these these different pieces that like on their own if it had just been this one thing it probably wouldn't have been that big a deal but it's like this the skarner shit you know and like the sona thing like it just just like this is big vortex of pissed off league players right it's a bunch of downvotes and dislikes swirling right? so but yeah i remembered we were as getting into this i was trying to like okay what was this controversy 2020 right. feels so long ago and i remember like some episodes way back when we started doing the podcast i really felt more strongly about like i really don't like seraphine but but and now i read this i'm like this is fine i've read yeah. way yeah. worse lore there's much yeah. ado about nothing really yeah <laughs> that yeah. that could be said to a lot of angry league discourse uh, i think yeah to be fair this so, has also been changed i suppose a little bit true. from its they initial have, yeah. they have edited slightly very slightly but um <sighs> yeah so what's seraphine sound like <laughs> She sounds uh, okay. Oh. Do you want to go okay. first? I mean, he usually no, does, right? I'll go first. Yeah. Okay, Mark's gonna go last. Oh, damn. Like, yeah, go last. Go last. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's singing the same song and they don't even know it. Oh, that's very Shit, good. That was good. Thank you. Shit. <laughs> Everybody fights to be heard. I'll fight to listen. <laughs> So I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks and you sound like when a like a male like narrator is reading and they're trying to do For like a female's woman. voice. <laughs> and you're like, just do your voice, yeah. man. Don't try you're, that. You're reading for a fifty year old fifty year old chain smoking woman. Yeah. Hello, folks. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Um Was that my first hater? <laughs> Yeah, we went falsetto on that one. Oh, that's great. I never realized she said that. This is going to make me want to play Seraphine, man. I could tell already. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the bio, because I really didn't know much about Seraphine, except Sign. that she sings inside Skarner's soul or something like that. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you got to pay that troll toll yeah. in that Skarner's soul. <laughs> got to get that sunny reference. Uh, <laughs> yep, early. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. By Daniel Kautz. Okay, thank you. Seraphine was a normal music-loving girl in Piltover. She grew up hearing sad lullabies from her dad, who was sad because he's from Zahn. <laughs> um, both her parents uh, are Zahnites, but they gave all that up so she could be... What? <laughs> they gave up they all gave up, that they, they had in Zahn. All, <laughs> all the glory of Zahn. <laughs> To go to this okay. shithole Piltover. Okay, hang on. <laughs> to be fair, in the bio it says they left it all behind so she could be born in Pilt, or they gave up everything so she could be born in Piltover. Whatever. Shut up, guys. <laughs> you know what? Maybe they had a really good thing going with Singe or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, as Seraphine sang her way through childhood, she soon realized that she could hear other people's songs. It was all very confusing to her and myself as I was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, I all I could think about was Sookie from True Blood like is that what it sounds like she's just constantly hearing everybody's thoughts all the time but she's hearing all their songs all the time I don't know this motherfucker has got the Bee Gees like stuck in his head 
thought you were staying alive one more time. I'm going to lose it. Um, all the people music was really overwhelming. So her parents got a hold of a piece of Hextech crystal and made her a pair of like sick beats headphones, I guess, mm-hmm. to uh, drown out all the noise or dampen all the noise. They call it the dampener, damper. It's a clever name they gave it. It's a really nope. good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the crystal contained a conscious consciousness, though, uh, a bracken, something from Shrima that also likes music, I guess, or something. I don't really know. <laughs> All right, we haven't gotten to Skarner yet. I don't really know yeah. about his people. <laughs> uh, over time, with the help of her living headphones, she learned to manage all the noise and she started performing music herself. People in Piltova really liked her, but she felt like something was missing, so she went down into Zon. Like most Pelties, she didn't realize what Zon was really like and how like fucking depressing it is down there. And the more she spent down there, the more she came to love Zon. And now she kind of likes, she loves both Piltover and Zon. Sees them both as home now. With the help from her parents, she turned her headphones into a platform and said, so this isn't a microphone, right? I thought she was singing into Skarner. That's what I had heard. Oh. Mm. But no, they no, turned it's... her the headphones into a platform that yeah, she like, it's like a stage that a she stage, flies that she's around floating on. around on and again <laughs> I, I it's fun in the game i think it looks cool in the game cannot imagine that floating around on it's just it's very uh it's just out of place to me <laughs> that's because she only goes one place in on <laughs> and it's the one place where it merges with Piltover. Right. So that's true. Uh, the is <laughs> I mean, I think she goes in as on too sometimes. But anyway. I don't know. It didn't say she did. <laughs> anyway, uh the last the last thing they kinda say, she performed in a place for both Piltovens and Zonites, kind of where it meets. There's a stage there where they just share performances, I guess. Everyone thought she was super cool. They all love her. Um and that's kind of it. She wants to join Piltover and Zon together with music i'm trying to imagine her like in zon and like running into silco and be like we can do it man we can bring them together with the power of song like oh it's this yeah (sighs) she's the personification of bo burnham's healing the world through comedy song (laughs) i did not that's really good highly recommend it yeah it's uh it's a very naive look at what are genuine horrible class problems that they are talking about with piltover and zon yeah right like even in the bio it's i thought it was so funny about halfway through it she goes to zon for the first time it's like and she learned that like it sucks sometimes to be in zon (laughs) and like it's complicated (laughs) It's like, yeah. she's like 16-ish. <laughs> right. This is the first time it entered her mind that like, hey, like this isn't, it's, you know, you think it's a simple misunderstanding. It's not. Okay. It's like so hard to fix right? this. It's like it's, I asked them if they yeah. tried being happy and they said it's not that easy and I don't get it. <laughs> As they choke through the smoke. <laughs> it's like, it's not very well ventilated down here. So I'm going to go back up. But if you could like come to my show. I have to protect my instrument. Here's my flyer. <laughs> I can't get you a discount. She's like zooming away on her like stupid platform. But that's the thing, right? There's there is a Seraphine who's like has some of the, the trappings, right? She's genuinely wants to help people, you know. Yes. It's super optimistic, um, but it's also like a complete airhead. Like that could be really fun of a yes. character in my but Riot seems to not like want to acknowledge that, right? They really genuinely yes. think that 
she can heal the world through music. Yeah, she's going to heal the world through her through her songs until Renata Glask un- unleashes like right. a gas that destroys everybody. Uh. That's the thing is like in the context of like the really really dangerous real horrible threats that are all around them, it just it really doesn't fit. And I do like that idea, Mark, that she's just like really naive and kind of has to learn that. And maybe that's her growth. And I'm okay with her being like, I want to spread art throughout Piltover and Zon. I want to spread my art and just kind of spread a, a joy where I can. I think I would be fine with that. But this idea that she's going to like repair centuries of like this horrible, horrible shit that Piltover has done to Zon through mm-hmm. song, I, it's just not. Or it doesn't even, fit. Or even just really lean into, because in the short story, we kind of find out that the, the, the consciousness in her crystal will only speak to her in periods where Zahn and Piltover are kind of oh, uh, yeah. having harmony. So like, I honestly lean he... into the fact that like, maybe, okay, yeah, it's nice that we're uniting them. We're never going to make peace happen. But what I do want is uniting them long enough to hear what the fuck this dude in my ear has to say, because it seems like he's important. Yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting about it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a weird thing for them to even have in there for how much, how much of a pain in the ass it seems to have like been for Riot to like have to <laughs> deal with that fact. Why did they add that detail? I don't know. You know what that is? Is that's like one point for Riot for like, hey, remembering Skarner exists and Skarner's people have like this weird resonance thing. And then like minus a fucking million for execution. Right? Like, Uh, thanks for remembering, I guess. I don't know. But this this raises all sorts of ethical questions amongst Ziltover and Ziltover and Pawn. (laughs) (laughs) That I'd rather not think about. You know, I mean, yeah. goddamn, yeah. You know, it's you know, there's a there are definitely directions you could take her. I think it's weird too to think about like, okay, you have this really altruistic like peppy optimism, but what is like the material impact of the good that you're doing compared? Like, yeah, they had a good time at a concert. I I get that feels good, but one of like one of them is one side is like literally hacking up their lungs, right? <laughs> like compared to someone like Renata Glass who has a real like tangible benefit to the lives of like Zonites, right? Like what does Seraphine do compared to that? You know what I mean? And why did she you know, need to be a pop everyone star needs for a all night that? out, you know? You just need a day off, need to just, get a babysitter. Just leave the kids with Ergot and just <laughs> go see a nice concert. Don't bring the kids. <laughs> you know, it's like I think it's also it's weird to me also that if she's supposed to be this person who is so um just wants to do good for people, why did she it feels very almost self-serving that like I need, yeah, I'll help people, but I also want to be like a musical sensation and like a really famous pop star. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. I think that the, the real issue is that she was a pop star at conception first and foremost, and then they kind of f- slotted her into Room Terra somehow. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, that's exactly. And what you can happened. slot in a pop star. Just have him be a pop star. Don't have him be like altruistic you know in this way <laughs> yeah I, I like the idea of a more frankly i like the idea of a more like vain kind of self like she rides around on a fucking stage right with yeah. this like hair and this outfit it's like kind of lean into that and that right? she's someone who's like she's very extra yes get into that more that's also kind of fun there's a lot of ways you can go with seraphine i don't know what the, why she ended up 
kind of this way. <laughs> Why do you like this, Sarah? <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> oh, they just wanted more KDA music. They could have sure. had it. That'll heal the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, another thing that gets mentioned in here is that before she has the dampener, she can't filter out the like emotional songs, whatever it is that she's got going on, and it leaves her kind of stuck in the house and I don't know, kind of going yeah. crazy. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a an interest. That's like the the biggest piece of struggle or suffering that Seraphine seems to have ever experienced, <laughs> and it gets like no play anywhere at all for it being you know you know what I mean? Yeah, and like this, she was released. I think in a, what was the month that you said? October. October. She was released like in a year and in a month following a lot of like turmoil in the United States and the whole world. Um, and I mean, the, the whole character release honestly seemed like it came straight from Bo Burnham's entire inside special, just like all <laughs> sorts of aspects of, of it. Um, but it it's, it hit too close to home, I think, for things that were really going on in the world. Like, her trying to cure the divides between Piltover and Zahn. Like, this was this was peak times where everyone was like, what can I do to, to help? Uh, you know, I guess I'll... Thoughts Imagine and prayers. Where I thought you were going with that. No, I have blocked that out of my head. Yeah. Like, so. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Seraphine is the equivalent of all those famous people singing Imagine uh, from their mansions. Yeah. Because they were sad to quarantine in their big mansions with their maids. Like, right? But that's, but, but kind of actually, right? Because here she is coming from Piltover, and it's like, I know her parents had to. Like she, Seraphine doesn't have has not like sacrificed anything. Her parents have sacrificed a lot, you know. Or the Brackern that is like her battery <laughs> has sacrificed a lot. <laughs> her battery Bracken. <laughs> yeah, I do like the idea of a character who like her parents gave up everything that they had to bring Seraphine there. They probably busted their ass so they could have their daughter up there. And I like the idea that she's drawn to Zahn. I think that's very fun. But that's not played with at all, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, they they go through... They do that a lot in the bio about, like, how she doesn't... This feels like home, and then this doesn't feel like home. And like you said, it doesn't really get any follow-up that much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It'd be like if Moana was, like, never went out on the ocean. (laughs) She was drawn to it, and then was like, "Hmm, but I guess I'll just chill Stay here. Yes. Yeah. We're good I'm here. gonna like lead this place. I'm probably fine, you know." Yeah, um, I had the image in my mind of like a nice, a character from like Shit's Creek, but who's nice, like a good person at their core, but also completely sheltered and like has no world this. experience. Oh my god, I love the idea of Alexis Seraphine. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, well, yeah, that's her bio. That's her bio. That's bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Standing Room sh- Only, also by Daniel Couts. Yeah, so this is uh, it's told from Seraphine's perspective. She's doing a show. She's doing it down at the, the entresol level, which is where they built over and Zahn kind of start to mingle and mix. 
and uh, she's getting ready, and the crowd's coming together, and it's a mix of Pilties and Zonites, and like middle schoolers at their first dance, they are completely separated, <laughs> one on one side. Yeah, they even mentioned that like a Pilty almost trips and falls on the Zon side, and people like come to rescue him to make sure that he doesn't get like their cooties. Like playing red- yeah, <laughs> their cooties. Only in this case, they probably do have something that's transparent. Right. Right. You don't want to catch the gray. The gray lung. Oh my God. <laughs> And, you know, she's getting kind of nervous, and then she spots, like, there's a Zonite person I know, and there's a Piltoven person I know, and they're very different, but they have this common thread between them and that they're determined, and it kind of, you know, she's doing her empath thing, so she's kind of inspired and starts singing, and everyone loves it, and by the end of the concert, everyone's losing their minds, and they're all together. Um, And then afterwards, she's kind of reflecting on how good a I don't know how good a job she did, how great it is when everything <laughs> comes Honestly, together. no, honestly, that's exactly what she's doing. She's just sitting there like, damn, I did I'm a great thing. real good I here. did great. I think I'm one step closer to bringing everyone together. Yeah. I did fucking kill it. So, honestly, You want to talk to me, Crystal Boy, or what? Yeah, I do love the confidence, though. I wish I had that whenever I accomplished anything at all. Instead of being like, you piece of shit, you could have that so much better. <laughs> You got a really angry bat brackern. I do. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not bad. Um, yeah, I don't have like a lot of. I don't have like a lot of com- com- complaints. There is okay. So there is a bit in the like the middle, and I. This is like totally in service to her being this that shit's Creek character where she says what is it she says I don't remember I don't have I don't have it written down she's like oh, why can't they just like be together for oh a second God. and just like no. let it all go and just be I happy I re- dis- distinctly remember that line where she's like why can't they just like get along right <laughs> for the same reason like come on it had like real Senna vibes there like <laughs> Aurelia why can't you just oh. forgive Riven she said sorry <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know what, I I will say this, there are some teenage girls out there who definitely have that vibe, and yeah, I think like what you said, Mark, just lean into that, that she's like a really naive teenager who just has no idea how the fucking world works at all. Yeah, you know, I, I, yes, I would, I would like that more, because I read that and I just like started fucking laughing so hard. I was like, (laughs) these people are walking in like... They're, like you got these grimy like Zonite orphans who are probably like remember that one we read about those yeah. kids who went to go see a show it, it was, and it was oh, at this place where they went to go see oh it my God. so like you know that half yeah. the Zonites here probably had to go through that bullshit just to get here <laughs> I love it they're like hey I noticed that we're gonna have a crowd that's like two times capacity and it's like don't worry about it half of it's Zon half of them won't even fucking make it up they're just gonna yeah. get squished or splattered or whatever God. <laughs> So it'll, it'll be standing room only, but it'll be fine. You know? <laughs> I think my main my main complaint about this story is that there were cool visuals in it, but like ultimately, what they're trying to describe is a very difficult to understand real life phenomenon <laughs> that like people just like see music, mm. and mm. I had a really hard time connecting just because it's it's one of those things that just is very difficult to conceptualize and if someone's describing exactly like it doesn't help me conceptualize it which like it sounds silly in a world of magic like um but when you describe something like this it reminds me of like rise describing sand to brand like Mm. it's a legitimate thing that if you've experienced it yeah it's going to resonate deeply with you but if you've never seen it you're just like 
the f- I can't even begin to understand what is being described to me right here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that was kind of, you know, Rebecca, you were talking about in the bio, you felt like a little confused, I guess, like in terms of what's, what it is that she's going on with her. And I, I agree because they were so like st- adherent to the, the sing the song, like metaphor or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I, I have to guess that she's got some empathic type thing happening and that's what's going on. Um, but maybe you could just like, you can drop it a little. I get that she likes music and her whole thing's you know, music and all that shit, but give me a little more to work with. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. I will say, I actually didn't mind the way it described. In this, I liked it more. Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of, it's really flowing prose, but I think for what you're trying to describe it, it or they're trying to describe it, it works better. Um, so I didn't, I didn't mind it as, as much as maybe the bio, you know? Yeah. It's it's tough. Sense. Like uh, I don't know how you'd describe it that would help me. Like I don't think there is a way. <laughs> I think it's just something that's going to be beyond me. But I I did also at this point I read ahead to Skarner because I needed to figure out what the fuss was about um, because <laughs> this the 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 bracken get very little play in the bio and this short story. So I was like, surely people aren't drawing all these conclusions based on this because we get nothing from this. Uh, so I read ahead to Skarner. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that I think people were just upset about uh, not a, not a whole lot. So <laughs> using so the 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 crystals to the bracken are called name stones, and using the name stones to power things, at least in in Skarner's lore, there was an example where they were using it to power a weapon, and he did say that it would drain the crystal to do it. So it's possible that Seraphine using them for her amplifier might be doing the same thing. Um, but the impression I get is that Skarner's whole thing is getting humans to, like, in addition to rescuing the other name stones, because that's also a big thing, but he also wants humans to hear and understand the dream song that's in the crystals. It's like a big goal of his. And as far as I can see, Seraphine continuing to try to understand the, the, the Brackern in her crystal so she can sing its song is literally the only way that happens. Like, there's no other way this is going to happen because no one else can hear shit in the crystal and people don't seem to be able to understand Skarner either. Um, so it's like a dependent symbiotic relationship where they like they really kind of need each other here. Um, I wonder now, if that's... obviously... <clears throat> oh, sorry. I just wonder if that's Riot's, was Riot's intention or like if that's what they had in mind when they wrote it all. You know? Yeah. You never know. Like, it's... It's tough too because after after a lot of the complaints, like they edited some of her voice lines because she did add some kind of antagonistic voice lines towards Garner, um, and they edited the bio a little bit. Um, although, like basically, they they just added in the bits where the crystal was communicating with her and guiding her. Um, like that shit wasn't like, in the original version. <laughs> it seemed like in the original version, the big the big difference that at least I kind of. In- took from it was that in the original version she was well aware of what it was in there and kind of was I think what people t- kind of took umbrage with or at least maybe I did I don't know is is um that she seems to be taking she's she's got this thing this like dead this I don't know wait, consciousness of like a dead race that they need to they need this thing to come back to life right and she's using it to, you know like I said kind of like a battery and, and is aware that she's kind of got this 
sole thing in you know powering her microphone or whatever um and i think the tweaks of the bio have made it so it's something that's not clear to her and she's just in pursuit of understanding it which i think is a lot like it absolves her right these edits kind of absolve her of any sort of like um you know some more more morally questionable things about like is it right to use this soul battery thing that doesn't even have the option of of like if you wanted you could just put it in your microphone and it can't stop you you know what i mean i couldn't even Um, find that version I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't either. I, I just did I a heard lot a of... lot of people talking about, and I heard, I found an original version that had been edited to include the voice talking to her a little bit because that wasn't in the original. But like a lot of the shit, like I heard people talking about, I heard a lot of discourse about her understanding what was in the crystal. I cannot find that version of the bio anywhere. <laughs> I can't either, but I feel I feel very confident that that is a big change. In, in, in the content. Um, Do you that's think me that that's saying, something that was from the voice lines? Do you think um, that, that it was never part of the bio, but because of the voice mm. lines towards Skarner? They... You know, I the voice lines, they don't help, but I also find that to be the, like, that's something I don't give any, you know, we don't give any credence to, right? Because, like, voice lines are not, they're yeah, not canon. They're just canon. Kind of, yeah, it's just, we need a taunt. And if you had the soul stone of somebody's <laughs> dead race, you might wave it in their face <laughs> to taunt them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so I, I think that that has muddied the waters. I guess I, I might almost say. like the idea of this kind of villainous Seraphine. Honestly. There's a lot of ways you could go with her. Frankly, that are kind of yeah, fun. That's true. You know, um, I think you know what else it is. I think more at its core is that you've got this new champion who Riot is absolutely trying to push super hard, and it feels like she's almost kind of. I don't want to say like stealing or like being grafted onto this old ass champion that gets no love, Skarner, <laughs> and be like, you know, don't worry. Like, if it just feels like so riot in the sense of like, yeah, don't worry about that old shit. Here's the new hotness, and this is what's <laughs> going on with the lore now, actually. Um, so it's like, man, I was kind of hoping we would get something a little more for Skarner than just like Seraphine's the vehicle through which everything will be fixed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. <laughs> Seraphine really like uh, solidified this. Uh, I've known for like I don't really like to read about musicians. <laughs> I found <laughs> when I read like books and stuff, I read books about music, and uh, I don't like it. And I'm really finding that with Seraphine too. I'm like I don't want to hear about your song that you're singing. That's real good. I can't. I want to like let me hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, I'll go to her SoundCloud. Yeah, no. I think I've been to it actually, but like back years ago. Well, you got some quotes here? I got some quotes. All right. Uh, So many references. Holy. So many references. She makes Mm. a lot of references. Mostly mostly her KDA skin, but her her base one has some too. Uh, So You're All Breathtaking is a cyberpunk, well, it's a Keanu Reeves reference from E3 when he was doing a cyberpunk presentation. Oh my God. Mm. Uh... Hey Vi, wrote you a fight song. Bet you'd love it. Is is, <laughs> is probably implying that she wrote Vi's <laughs> "Here Comes Vi" song. Yeah, yeah. So she's okay. She's like trying to bring Piltovers on together, but she's also singing fight songs while the Piltovin police beat down on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a really good fight song. Okay, it's a very good fight song. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Even the Zonites uh, are like bobbing their heads to it as they're like, all right, Christian. here comes Vi. It is a banger. As <laughs> <laughs> she punches me with her metal hands. <laughs> Talk about a banger. Yeah, that's, oh man. Oh, damn. Uh, so for the KDA skin, it's got a lot of music references. Uh, wonder if that third guy from the left ever came here. Oh, wait, I need to focus is a reference to BTS's member Jin. Oh, okay. I don't know anything uh, about BTS. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, how many Yordles did you kill with one song? And that's a mortal reminder for you, is a mortal reminder reference from Pentakill. Your best looks like my worst, and guess I'm the giant now, is a giant's reference from True Damage. Uh, someday I want to fly in the water like a little manta is a reference to Manta by Lexi Liu. I'm too old for a yeah, lot of this. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, Peekaboo is a reference to Peekaboo by Red Velvet. <laughs> so, Peekaboo, a, a game played with babies, very popular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was doing it earlier. <laughs> and Poppy was loving, loving it. it. You were killing it, hun. Up. She, it was her, like, I'm too tired laughs, though. You know, when she, like, they're, they're about to fall asleep. And she, <laughs> it's like this manic. Too uh, you were smurfing in Peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> I was smurfing. Uh, like Sour Candy is a reference to Sour Candy by Lady Gaga oh. featuring Blackpink. Okay, I've heard of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Don't Start Now is a song by Dua Lipa. I've heard of Dua Lipa. Let's cut to the feeling. Hey, Carly Rae Jepsen, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Love Carly Rae. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw dancers jumping and popping at the same time. So cool. References Jopping by Super M. All right, you lost me now. <laughs> I was on my uh, mat a bit again. <laughs> check that shit out. Uh, <laughs> You're So Done is a Done Done reference by Everglow. I'm so fucking old. And then, rumors hurt more than sticks or stones. The words you say hit like bricks on bones, but like Maya in the tides, still I rise. It's a reference to the poem Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. What? Okay. <laughs> Damn. So you if, were you weren't, if you weren't sure about the healing the world through comedy <laughs> parallel. <laughs> Why is that there? It's just all of these pop references I've never heard of, and then she's just <laughs> slamming down bars from my Angela. <laughs> Spitting the Angelou hot fire. Come on. <laughs> Get cultured, son. <laughs> Shit. What? Like, Ryan, man. Because the world needs a white pop star to save us. <laughs> By quoting, By quoting Maya Angelou. Angelou. <laughs> oh my god, I can't breathe. I'm done. All right, I hate Seraphine now too. You're right. Everyone was right. <laughs> that turn. Forty-two minutes, folks. Mark it. <laughs> no, I'm still gonna play it later. All right. Was that it with Canon? That's Seraphine? all for Canon. <laughs> I got some AU shit. You want to hear some of that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Can I zone out during the Star Guardians? Uh, you may. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I usually do. Uh, no, no. Uh, Let me look up the skin. No, the, I mean, qui- the quiz all. is actually in Riot Records KDA. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, as mentioned, 
She's part of KDA. <laughs> what? There's oh, a place really? between fantasy and reality <laughs> where anything can happen. You have the power to be anyone and do anything. It is your dream. In our in-between world, KDA feels confident and strong. We can do anything, and so can you. The bio for this one. KDA's newest collaborator is Seraphine, a vibrant young producer and songwriter. Music is a way for her to connect with others and herself, all alongside KDA. She's determined to reach new heights. Earnest and open-hearted, Seraphine's dream is to unite the world through her art. And there's a lot of skins for this one, because there's multiple versions. It's pretty cool. It was a cool way to do the yeah. the skin. Because they kind of tell the story of... They like they tell her story through the skins. So first one we have KDA All Out Seraphine Indie. With a stunning voice and a sunny disposition, Seraphine has big dreams about her music and what she can offer the world. She knows that someday if she just keeps trying, she'll make her beloved cat Bao proud. She has an adorable cat named Bao, by the way. Is oh, it Bao or Bo like how's it spelled? B A O. B A O. Okay. Oh no, yeah, Bao, sorry. Yeah, like the bow. Okay, sorry. I just assumed you were mispronouncing <laughs> Bo. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Just trying to make you look dumb. <laughs> yeah, you fucking reverse you first reverse card me. Oh my god, I can't talk. Whatever. Uno reverse. Uno bitch. reverse. Thank you. That's all. Yes. <laughs> um the cat features heavily in her social media posts. Oh, that's great. Uh KDA All Out Seraphine Rising Star. Seraphine's life is changing faster than she ever expected, and she's trying to hold on to her unique voice, keep up with, the Kais with Kaisa's intimidatingly sharp choreography, and still somehow manage to get enough sleep. Have a baby, one bitch. Day. <laughs> Damn. She's 17. They <laughs> <laughs> don't have a baby, please. And then we've got KDA All Out Seraphine Superstar. You didn't have to do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was clearly making a joke. Now you're making it sound like I support teen pregnancies. <laughs> After her whirlwind rise to stardom, Seraphine is on the top of the world and the charts with her feature on KDA's new EP. Her music and her message are resonating with her fans, and she's excited to show them what's next on her journey of self-discovery through music yeah yeah cool. Mm -hmm. cool and then she's part of the comic uh harmonies so we learn more about how seraphine came to join the group evelyn saw one of her videos and sent it to ari who reached out and invited her to collaborate we learn she's working at a coffee shop through this whole thing we learn that this whole story took place during the pandemic because of the masks we learn her dad calls her Little Bean Sprout. Uh, we learn her coworker or manager, I'm not really sure, Ben, is the goat. He fucking lets her leave early work so she can busk since he knows that she's meant for greater things. Makes her her favorite drink when she looks sad and then eventually just encourages her to quit so she can just focus on her music full time. Yeah, it's <laughs> surely what your boss is like when you work in fucking service <laughs> right. industry. Especially uh, during the height of, you know, big pandemic COVID. times, right? right? Yeah, you just business quit. owners were, you know, surprisingly <laughs> just understandable. And, no one wants and to work good. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the day she leaves, he puts a sign up. No one wants to work. Right. Had to close. No employees. <laughs> 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 Shit. Uh, 
Now she also is part of Sharp, issue one, which is kind of an in-universe, which universe is our universe, uh, magazine talking all about KDA. And there's an article about Seraphine called A Star on the Rise, which uh, in it, it says that Ari was introduced to Seraphine by her fans, which seems to contradict the comic a little bit, but whatever. And there's even a quiz at the end of the comic that asks who discovered Seraphine, and the correct answer is Evelyn in that quiz. So, like, <laughs> Ari, maybe give Evelyn some credit. <laughs> uh, and then she also uh, wants to unite the world in song here, too. Sure. Cool. And then finally, cinematic, more. It's the music video, the whole build-up to her entire story through the KDA storyline. She joins at the end, has a cool Chinese solo, which brings the number of languages in the song more up to three. Ooh. So that's neat. Interesting. Uh, yeah. The Chinese thing is interesting, given, like, the bow thing. So, like, is she supposed to be in, at least in this, or, like, like uh, like Chinese-American, or, like... I think so. It, I was wondering because the bean sprout thing it triggered a memory um, that in China at least I they call kids who are very tall and lanky they call them bean sprout children because they're 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 tall and thin and for a while our baby was like <laughs> like that she was very long and thin so we called her the bean sprout baby and uh. we wonder that's interesting yeah, I, I didn't I wouldn't have picked that up on like at all so your baby's gonna be Seraphine is what you're right saying. there's a lot <laughs> of text messages in the comic. And yeah, her dad definitely, I think, is responding in Chinese. So I think that's... Interesting. And then we've got the next AU is Four Beasts. And she's part of the Phoenix Mancers part of that. (laughs) Only the truest of hearts are blessed by the divine Feng Huang, a legendary phoenix who watches over the world. Her champions receive a single feather each one containing unimaginable elemental power, granting them the means needed to protect all that is innocent and good from forces lurking in the shadows. This one's Graceful Phoenix Seraphine. A champion of the common folk, Seraphine's music united her community in defense against a mysterious force that sought to wipe them out. The Feng Huang heard Seraphine's graceful song and blessed her with the power to fight the darkness back. I'm attacking the darkness. (laughs) Great, 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 great. Timely, timely. It's always timely. Uh, Right? (laughs) Sorry, there's a motorcycle game. Next up, we've got the Winged Rain, R E I G N. Just to, I got, I got your back. Thank you. All fey nobility are servants to nature's will, carrying out the natural order and the turning of seasons with their magic. Beneath that higher purpose, however, a constant game of political intrigue plays out in luxurious courts of silk, gossamer, and gold. Power, after all, magical, natural, or political, always inspires competition. This one is Fairy Court Seraphine, a sunny siren of the summer court. It was Lady Seraphine's skillful makeover talents that helped get Karma and Callista ready to face nobility with style. She's a master of courtly manners and was more than happy to teach her new friends everything that really counts about being fabulous. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning so she, like, of that was designer Seraphine then? I guess. As I'm understanding. <laughs> she still has it. a stage carrying her around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beginning was so alliterative i thought it was going to turn into like one of the the 
glorious skin <laughs> blur <No. laughs> a sunny siren of the summer court <laughs> seraphine skillful <laughs> i like that uh then we got sun kiss summer which is where ocean song falls under Nothing exudes the beach vibes and cool tunes lifestyle more than the Ocean Song Festival. From Seraphine's mellow songs to Yone's experimental DJ set, there's a vibe for everyone. So feel the sand between your toes, taste the salty air, and lose yourself to the best music of the summer. So one's nice. Ocean Song Seraphine. Very good. Is I want to hear one... DJ Yone's set. Yeah, well, isn't... It makes me wonder is like is this supposed to be kind of like cro- like cross universe with a uh, true damage which I guess is also kind of cross damage with KDA or cross universe cuz Yasuo DJs for 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 true damage, right? Right. So it'd be nice if Yone was was also doing some DJ shit. Right? Like, this weird experimental That'd stuff underground. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't quite broken parties. out yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's where the most the cutting edge. <laughs> Everyone gets discovered at pool parties. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Uh, This one's Ocean Song Seraphine. After taking a break to recharge her creative spirit, Seraphine is back. Rather than dive straight into a solo tour, she's drawing on the relaxed energy of the Ocean Song Festival to ease herself back into singing. With no set list, she's going to listen to her audience and let the music current take her. And this one has a prestige skin, too. (laughs) (laughs) yes go on never content to swim with the tide which seems to counteract the last sentence I just read where she was fully prepared to let the current take her this is a different one though Seraphine's making waves with her new sea breeze look whether it's on the runway or the concert stage beach season's open and the water's warm I love it because someone peed in it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> God! No. Uh, uh, Y'all are nasty. Finally, last one. Star Guardian Season 4. Which I have to Google because it's not on the wiki. <laughs> it's not on the wiki. This is another one that's not on her page, but your boy remembered, so he's bringing the facts to you. God bless you. From Riot's mouth to your ears. <laughs> Ancient enemies <laughs> appear in a Valorant. <laughs> Ancient enemies appear in Valorant City, scarred by Zoe's invasion, now defended by a new generation of Star Guardians. As darkness gathers in the skies above, Kaisa and Akali prepare their untested squad for a fight with forces beyond their comprehension and the true threat that awaits beyond. I've never seen her little creatures in this. Oh, yeah. They're cute. <laughs> what that mouth do, though? <laughs> they're just this big, like, Kirby mouths. I guess they're singing, but they look like they're eating everything. <laughs> Maybe they are. Oh, you don't know. Uh, this one's Star Guardian Seraphine. A pop sensation across the galaxy, Seraphine can't wait to team up with the Star Guardians for a brand new collab. Her glittering personality may occasionally get on the nerves of the group's more jaded members, but for the most part, even they can't resist the harmonies that Seraphine sings. When she's not defending the universe, she's likely dragging her friends to a weeknight karaoke, hoping that the selection of songs includes her uh, own. And then she's got two magical mediums. 
treble and bass. Fans may recognize treble and bass as the dynamic duo that provides the beats to Seraphine's pop star ballad. So that's what the mouse do. They go boom, whap, (laughs) boom, whap. It's not as sexy as as what I imagined. (laughs) They also make a... I was going to say, could you imagine going to karaoke with someone who has songs that they've written that are on the list, and then they sing their own songs? Right. Oh God, you have to go God. and think to yourself, she won't, right? There's she won't. no way. she. That'd be that'd be too much. And then she does, and you're like, oh, my God, we're never she, fucking going to karaoke with her She unzips her, her hoodie, and she's wearing her own merch. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. And she goes around with her backup singers all the time, too, because they're her medium. So, I mean, she's got the whole package there. Great. I can see why her team finds her obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Oh, they also make for a great team in combat. When treble goes high, guess where bass goes? Bass goes low. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Fighting a roaring chaos monster can... All can be fun, but they're more partial to the roar of a crowd. And just look at those dance moves. Uh, it's also worth mentioning her favorite food is listed here as brown sugar milk. Not brown sugar milk tea, which I get and I also love. Just brown sugar milk. John, don't say that like you wouldn't drink brown sugar milk if you saw that somewhere on a menu. I probably would. You absolutely would. Interesting. Okay. Given how much I love brown sugar milk tea, I don't see why I wouldn't. I just eat brown sugar. I like brown sugar milk. <laughs> just cut out the old middleman. They don't give them to you as fucking pieces and make you mix your own. <laughs> it's not a deconstructed brown sugar milk tea. <laughs> uh, now, she's part of a few cinematics. We got Everything Goes On. Uh, this is that... Uh, uh, the the Porter Robinson song, which I got the name right this time. Uh, she's on Zaya's team, and she's specifically the one who holds Zaya back from jumping off the building on accident when she's following Rakan's feather. And she's also the one who hugs her and holds her while she cries. Aww. Good job, Seraphine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Saved a life. At <laughs> 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 what cost? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up, we got New Dreams. This is that series of video blogs we talked about for uh, for Senna. Uh, for the record, this whole series of video blogs for all the characters was clearly Seraphine's idea, and Senna doesn't even seem interested in participating. Um, so Seraphine does not seem interested in keeping her Star Guardianness a secret. She just kind of admits it in the video blogs. She outright transforms right on camera. Um, she's also I am Iron Man right (laughs) Uh, so she's training on the roof she's like hurling magic at those uh, test dummy Teemos but she only does 50% and then Seraphine or uh, Senna does 250% and she gets all sad she starts to doubt herself and she asks Zaya if they're really ready for this and then Zaya's like hey I chose you because you're ready don't forget it. It's a good Senate. Thanks. <laughs> and in Oriana's blog, she's the only one who hugs her while she repairs Talker, who had just recently sacrificed itself to save them all. And then in Senna's blog, uh, it's like a robot, so it sacrificed itself and then got, got rebuilt by Oriana. You know how it is. 
And then in Senna's video blog, Seraphine calls Senna to the roof, and Senna shows up just in time to see Seraphine do 250% damage to the Teemo target test dummy. So, you know, she's getting strong. Uh, and then she's also very confused about Senna's romance mangas and doesn't understand what she sees in them. And then also runs out and comforts Zaya when Zaya overhears the whole conversation. So and... she's just running around hugging people. She's just she hugging hug people. Zaya? Yeah, she does go out and hug Zaya a lot. Uh, the hugging is a recurring theme in the comic, too. Uh, so <laughs> she's in the comic Starcrossed. She's the second person Zaya recruits for her team after Senna. She's doing a concert in the park, which, for the record, the park that she's playing in is called Entrasol Prime. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the place she plays at, I don't know if we said specifically, but the, the place where Piltover meets Zahn is called the Entrasol. Mm-hmm. That's where she performs in canon lore. So she's performing in Entrasol Prime, and monsters are attacking, but she's defeating them easily enough. Someone requests her to play Mortal Reminder <laughs> from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great cover, honestly. I remember right. that. Uh, Senna doesn't seem confident that Seraphine is strong enough, but then Zaya mentions that, like Senna, Seraphine has been a Star Guardian for centuries, all alone, with no teammates, and hasn't fallen yet, which is a rarity among Star Guardians. So, meanwhile, Seraphine knows she's being watched by Senna and Zaya because she can, you know, read thoughts. It seems like in this one she can actually specifically read thoughts as opposed to just kind of sensing feelings. She's mm-hmm. much more specific in her thought reading in this one. Um... But then bigger monsters show up, so they team up. We find out that her powers are diminished when there's no crowd around, which seems like a bit of a liability. <laughs> Most crowds are going to be gone in the big fights, big but whatever. <laughs> uh, she also shields Zaya and Senna by throwing glitter at them. That's how she shields. They can't uh, get it out of their hair for days. They can't. And then at one point, Zaya tells Seraphine to get into position, which she assumes, which she assumes that's tough to say uh means giving zaya a hug so she runs up and gives zaya a hug it was not what she meant (laughs) uh but they defeat the monster and go to recruit oriana seraphine is very into oriana's ballerina aesthetic and she tells ori that she should join them because they do sleepovers and do each other's hair and stuff which senna vehemently denies uh, when they're fighting in the city where Rakan is attacking at the same time as Fiddle and Morgana are, Seraphine suggests helping the other team or getting help from them because they're also losing their fight. Uh, and then MF and Ari come to save the day and they manage a tense alliance with Zaya and she says, yay, we've all put our terrible pasts behind us. I love this and I love being a star guardian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Seraphine line. Um, and then she's part of the visual novel, which is just like an in-depth version of the comic. A few notable things here. Senna and Seraphine skip training once to play Valorant. Uh, Why, though? Yeah. <laughs> Seraphine yelled at Ari for skipping training and not knowing who Talkers was. She yelled? Yeah. Seraphine. She better have hugged her after. Yeah. It's, I mean, yelling at her for skipping practice after skipping practice to play Valorant seems Little a hypocrite. bit like calling the <laughs> the pot calling the kettle black there but uh at one point Seraphine also invites all the guardians to a star guardian event only for it to turn out to be a sleepover and study session people are less than enthused and that's star guardian 
That's the AUs. That's the AUs. Got some fun facts Solid. for us. I have some fun facts. Y'all want some fun facts? They're I fun do. and they're facty. Oh my god. Yeah. They're facts. They're fun. Uh. <laughs> 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 You're welcome. <laughs> I did do a good job. <laughs> Good for you, hun. You're growing as a person. You'll be ready to unite the world through your comedy soon enough. Uh, so Seraphine is voiced by Michelle Panu. Her code name during development was Ellipsis Mage and Idol. Well, Idol makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, she has some thematic overlap with Sona, whereas Sona is supposed to represent the musical aura theme, Seraphine is supposed to represent the rhythmic music theme. Sure, they pulled that out of their asshole. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, she was supposed to be actually released much earlier, but she was held back because they wanted to coincide her release with the KDA thing, because it was such a strong thematic fit, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You say so, Ryan. Uh, her outfit was specifically designed to stand out compared to the usual outfits from Piltover and Zahn. Well, they, it does. Because costumes of real-life pop stars at concerts are different than average streetwear. So. Yeah, but they're not wearing that at home. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they are. I don't know. Okay, Riot. This, uh, okay, are all these fun facts from These are all Riot? from Twitter, after Twitter, the fact. <laughs> after everyone got really mad. Okay. Yes, 100%. That's they, okay. That's why they all feel like Riot was actively listening to us 20 minutes ago. And it's like, well, actually. <laughs> actually. Okay, that's fine. I need that context. Uh, yeah. Seraphine's Twitter account was run by a Riot writer, Bethany Higa. The goal of creating an interactive story about a girl who pursues her dreams. Uh, a scrapped ability tested in development was a mind control theme spell, so she would channel on a single target and mesmerize them, allowing her to control their actions for a few seconds. I never would have played her. Too dumb Damn. for that. <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. I can't control Tibbers when I play Annie, so. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the song she performs in her color story is implied to be her own champion theme. Oh. Um, and it's also implied that champion themes are what Sarah would hear whenever she's near any of the champions in League. But whatever version she hears in her head would basically be like, you know, her own fan cover version that's different from the official theme. It's all like off-key and shitty and warbly. Like when you're singing <laughs> to the radio and it's just like... <laughs> Interesting. Maybe. I wonder how fiddle six themes <laughs> That wasn't anything. Uh, I'm pretty sure Fiddle Six just ran ran into y'all's room. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Eek. That's the most proud I've ever been of a performance. <laughs> it's gonna be my next cover on the YouTube. Great. Uh Seraphine's spells are her sound and voice amplified. And her basic attacks come from the sound waves of her fingers snapping. Mm. Mm. Um, and like mentioned, she's 17 years old as of 996 AN. Great. I love it when, when AN gets dropped. <laughs> Get a lice. After Noxus, I think it was. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, Seraphine has chromesthesia a perceptual phenomenon in which auditory stimulation leads to visual experience being able to see colors and shapes in sounds 
And her favorite flavor of ice cream is cotton candy. Okay. <laughs> this is for Teen People article now. Right. Oh, God. That's a lot of fun facts. That's right. We got through most of them, actually, during the oh, KDA okay. conversation. So, um, uh, Seraphine is the first champion to be simultaneously released in League of Legends and Wild Rift. Oh. Hmm. Um... Let's see. We'll skip most of the KDA stuff. We talked about all that. Um, and then finally, if you go to her SoundCloud, you can hear Seraphine covers of Made Me This Way, All the Things She Said, Yo. Pop Stars, and Childhood Dreams. Some tattoo in there. They do have fucking tattoo in there. <laughs> all the things she said is a bop. That's, that's true. Uh, those are the fun facts. And that was, you know, that was Seraphine. That's Seraphine. How are we feeling? I feel like we were really Feelings. hard on Seraphine. I will say. We're pretty hard on Seraphine. It's not that bad. It's like I said, we if ignore all the other crap around it and just looking at the, the lore, maybe there's like a big kind of misfire in a certain way, but for the most part, it's fine. It's not like offensive yeah. to my sensibilities. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not offended by anything we read here. I yeah. think it could have been better, mm. but like, yeah. I don't think Riot ruined the legacy of the Brackern. It's it's fine. It's fine, y'all. Potential, right? Um, yeah. I would also say <laughs> she's in Legends of Runeterra, and the only interesting thing for that is that there's a card called Zon Diva, um, which if you look at it, it's like a, it's, you know, it's a Zonite, like, rock metal girl. Um, and I think just, in terms of just visual design, I want to see that champion way more than Seraphine. I'll just say. Um, <laughs> Look her up. She's pretty cool looking, I will say. Okay, um, okay. But that's it. That was, that was the only little thing. Alrighty. Well, that was Seraphine. Thank you so much for listening. We have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. And we have a Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Loreheads. John streams on Saturdays. He does some TFT and then swaps over to ARAM. So we're also going to start trying to stream on Mondays now. We did it this past week. We said we were going to do it. And then we actually did it. Look at us. Yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to be the one who does that stream. We'll see (laughs) how well it goes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but maybe Monday. When you hear this, if you're listening on Monday when this comes out, uh, that'll be my first stream. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe YouTube as well. <laughs> but posting <laughs> clips and videos of this and whatnot. And we have a Discord if you want to chat with people about the lore. It's a bit busy, busy as heck in there. Yeah. And mm. I think very soon mm. we're going to have some t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Mm. We are working on that. I guess we can we can drop that hint in now. <laughs> um, I, our sister-in-law has been working on some designs. They're so fun. So oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. We're, She's really good. We're pretty yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty pumped. I have one other idea that I wanted to do. Okay. <laughs> I'm just excited to see what comes started, through the pipe. Right? <laughs> we've kind of started setting up shop. It's probably going to be uh, through Bonfire. But we'll announce that probably at the beginning of an episode when it's actually live. And we'll mm-hmm. post it on Twitter and Discord and probably everywhere, really. But yeah. <laughs> That'll be nice. We have a Patreon as well. I just posted a fabulous review of the 1993 hit film Super Mario Brothers <laughs> <laughs> that we all enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Criterion yeah, yeah. collection. <laughs> <laughs> Surely it's in the Criterion collection. And if it's not, it should be. What the fuck are you doing, Hollywood? It's in Mushroom that- Kingdom's Criterion collection. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's, it's in that not. part where it's they all the bad it. movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Mushroom Kingdom buried it like the the copies of the ET games, you know that <laughs> <laughs> that urban legend. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much to all of our patrons. Mm, but a very special thank you to our Madarda tier patrons: Big Man Gnomes, Chloe Things, John is a Sexy Egg, King of Hearts, Shupa Moustache, and Trideka. If you were split between being pilt over and Zahn, I would heal our divide through the power of my music. <laughs> it would be the Heimer, the song you did in Heimer in your Which is on our YouTube if you've never heard that, Jim. <laughs> Check John it out. sang a whole parody song in his Heimer so just saying, I just sang Get Jinxed. Yeah. And, and as Heimer, yeah. Get Heimer Jinxed. Criminally mm-hmm. underrated. It's fantastic. <laughs> Um, be sure to join us next week. We're going to talk about another pretty new champion as we discuss the boss, Set 